Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be back here. It was a big change coming back. It was literally 40 degrees Celsius in Wellington the day we left, and I think it was three degrees coming back. And you know what the funny thing is, is I actually feel a lot more comfortable in cold weather now. So I think I fully assimilated not only into Scottish culture, but Scottish weather too. Friends, I am very privileged, I think we all are, um, to have people with different gifts within our congregation, and I'm, I'm really indebted and grateful to Alistair, to Marion, and to Paula, and to John for their inspiring messages. So we want to conclude that series, New Year, New Beginnings, and New Opportunities today with a theme called Called and Equipped Anew as Troublemakers. Called and Equipped Anew as Troublemakers. I wonder if you've ever been in trouble. Maybe if, th if you think of trouble, you think back to college, or uni, or high school. Um, I definitely thought a bit about this this week. Um, the year was 2005. So I just turned 15, and a group of us heard about a house party, and we knew we couldn't arrive empty-handed. So we cycled down to the local railway station liquor store and asked some senior citizen to buy us a, a bottle of, of Russian Bay Vodka. I don't even know if you get that here. <laughs> to cut a very long story short, we never made it to the party. For some reason, my parents suspected we were up to no good. It must have been the larger-than-life rucksacks we had on our backs on our way to a casual pool party. We were stopped in our tracks. Big trouble. I can't exactly recall how long I was grounded, but I do remember my dad giving a long speech and ending it with, if you want to make waves, make waves that lead to changing tides. Trouble is never pleasant, but if it's the right kind of trouble, it can lead to change. That's the definition of being a prophet. Someone that deliberately stirs, causes discomfort and trouble by speaking the truth. Not any truth, but God's truth from His words. It's not based on the premise of predicting the future, but speaking righteousness and justice to powers and authorities. It upsets the status quo. Think for a moment about Jesus. And the person and the character of Jesus, the prophet, and how often he got into trouble. It followed him wherever he went. He caused trouble for his parents when he stayed behind in the temple. He caused trouble for the Jewish and Roman establishments, flipping over tables. And theologically speaking, he caused trouble by speaking against the rules and the laws of the institution often doing way out radical things like performing miracles on the Sabbath, hanging out with sinners, adulterers, and tax collectors. If we are to follow Christ into this new year, as his disciples into 2022, we too need to stir. 
but for the right reasons. To speak truth to systems of exploitation and oppression. To speak up for the rights of the poor, the weak, the needy, the refugees and the asylum seekers. Do we do this enough? Do we do this enough? Can we as a church honestly say we get in trouble for the right reasons? For wanting to be too kind or friendly or inclusive or generous or accepting like Jesus? Are we countercultural enough to be labeled as troublemakers in our society? If we read this book of Jeremiah, we realize that Jeremiah actually hated trouble. He wanted an easy, relaxed, chilled out life. Like most of us probably. I suspect he was an introvert. But God had other plans for his life. God would use the conflict he'd cause to change nations and to change Israel. Jeremiah had to warn the city of Jerusalem and to actually remind them that he has a covenant with Israel and that they should stop with their sin and idolatry and acts of injustices for it will have consequences. We read later that they performed pagan acts and rituals of sacrificing their own children. They violated the terms of agreement and God's judgment will be upon them. Trouble is coming. Jeremiah would later predict that Babylon will destroy Jerusalem and take them into exile. We know that this all came true. There's a theologian, Will Williamson, reminding us that God's divine manifestations not only rescues us from trouble, but it often causes trouble. He writes, God reaches out to those in need and in their time of trouble. Jeremiah 1 reminds us that another common biblical theme is that God also reaches out, calls and commissions people to do God's work and thereby God puts people in trouble. You can study the scriptures. Every single character in the Bible faced some form of hardship or affliction, suffered loss because of their calling to follow Christ, got into trouble by being obedient. C.S. Lewis famously said, if you want a religion, if you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. God appointed each one of us as his prophets to speak out. And like Jeremiah, he will give you the strength and the wisdom to do just that. God calls Jeremiah saying, Before I formed you in the womb, echoing something of Psalm 139, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you, I set you apart, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Our Lord, but honestly speaking, I don't know how to talk, how to speak, for I 
I'm only a boy. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? We hear this in all the callings of the different prophets, whether it be Ezekiel or Isaiah or Gideon and especially Moses in Exodus 3. But Lord, I have a stutter. I'm ill in speech. I can't do this. Like his family before him, Jeremiah prefers to be a priest for the people. Sticking close to the temple, Jeremiah tries to convince God that preparing sacrifices is his skill set, not speaking to the nations. Besides, Jeremiah is far too young, ignorant and rash for such important work. I am but a boy. Some commentaries actually say that he wasn't that young. He just needed an excuse not to get his hands dirty. I wonder if we are guilty of this. Are we at times also avoiding our responsibility to be salt and light? What excuses are you good at? Many of us, like Jeremiah, often feel ill-equipped or inadequate. But God is so much bigger. His vocation for us is so much bigger than our fear of failure. God is not buying Jeremiah's attempts to dodge the troubling work of the prophet. For God responds and he says, Do not say, I am only a boy. For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And you shall speak whatever I command you. And then the promise, do not be afraid of them. For I am with you to deliver you says the Lord. So what God does is, is he un identifies the fear that underlines Jeremiah's refusal. And we know that later on in Jeremiah, he tries to put in his notice, I'm stepping back. He ran into a lot of trouble for speaking out. He was exiled to Egypt. He was persecuted. Lots of false accusations against him. In spite of the trouble he encounters, Jeremiah can't quit. The call of God is so strong upon his life that to deny it is to be consumed by fire from the inside. No matter the cost, he must speak the word God gives him to speak. And God further says, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build up and to plant. Jerome, another theologian, writes the following concerning this verse. He says, it is important to observe two joys succeeds four sorrows. The good cannot be built up unless the evil is destroyed, nor can the best be planted unless the worst is eradicated. Friends, new beginnings, new beginnings often require a paradigm shift. We can't put new wine into old wineskins. They will burst and the wine will go to waste. 
in the last few weeks since the beginning of the year, you've been reminded that new beginnings are a privilege and that they are unavoidable. Like the start of a new year, it's a new beginning, whether you want it to be or not. We are on the cusp of big change in the Church of Scotland. Watershedding moments. We cannot go back to the way it was. We need to anew and afresh accept this calling on our lives as individuals. To accept this calling to change and transform more and more into the likelihood of Christ. To portray His image for a broken world around us. And so as we heard last week, God gives us the resilience to pack away and to travel lightly as we once again move into this new year. And there will be trouble, that I can assure you of. For God says, as you've heard in the last four weeks, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper and to have hope. And a future. It doesn't mean it won't happen without trouble. But it does mean that God will be with you. And that he will carry you. That is his promise. Let's be honest for a moment. We prefer the planting work of God's word to the plucking up and the pulling down that happen when our sin and our brokenness is confronted. We prefer words that build rather than words that leave us overthrown and destroyed. We want to fit in. It's natural. Remember, remember, Jesus seldomly fit in. Not financially, not religiously, not socially. If that's you, if you kind of sometimes feel like an alien or a foreigner, it's maybe a good thing. With Jeremiah, let's remember that uproar precedes the reboot. Be bold and trust that God will be your guide. I want to end off just with an image. There's a famous black and white photo taken in 1936. Use your imagination here. Of hundreds of German soldiers doing the Nazi salute. In the middle, there's one man not saluting. His name is August Landmesser, the German, taking a stand. He was a troublemaker. Why? He married a Jewish woman, but their marriage was never approved or acknowledged. And he later went to prison for defiling the Aryan race. Often when we think of agents of change, we think of the Martin Luther Kings or the Nelson Mandelas or the John Knoxes, leaders who caused a real stir. But we've all got a voice, you and I. We've all been called. We all have a vocation on our lives. Appointed and commissioned to take a stand. And at times, in the process, to cause a bit of trouble. I want you to think long and hard today and in this week to come. That you've also been touched by God's grace and goodness. That He has a purpose and a plan for your life and for 2022. The Lord's outstretched hand touched you, putting His words in your mouth. You have 
the Holy Spirit to guide you. So I commission you now to go out to cause a bit of trouble. Friends, receive now the blessing of the Lord. May you go out today and into this week knowing that the God of all truth and justice is with you. That you've been appointed and that there is a special calling on your life. Go now and be troublemakers for love. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon each of you and those you represent here today. Amen.